All right, everybody, welcome to a special edition of the Backseat Huddle Podcast. I'm here with my favorite TikToker, Joe, otherwise known as Joey Two Shoes on TikTok. I'll go ahead and link that on the bottom if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're on TikTok, you can check in the comments as well. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about three topics with you. We're going to be talking to you guys about Derek Henry. He appears to be on the trade block. We'll tell you where we think he will go. We're also going to talk to you about Daniel Jones from the Giants getting a bunch of money, how we feel, what our take is on that. And then we are also going to be talking to you guys about Lamar Jackson, who got non-exclusive franchise tags, which is important. Let's go ahead and get into it. All right, Joe. So I'm going to have you start off with this one if you are right with it. I'd like to start off with Daniel Jones. So Daniel Jones recently got a huge contract from the Giants. I want to say it was in the range of 40-ish million if memory serves. What is your opinion? How do you feel? What is your take on this one? Yeah, so uh, I got a lot of thoughts on this one. Uh, some good, mostly bad, but I'll start with the good for any Giants fans who might be listening. So, I, you know, so they don't think I'm totally shitting on their organization. <laughs> um, the good is that, to my knowledge, there's only $80 million guaranteed in his contract. So the good thing about that is, of course, if, if Danny Dimes ends up being Danny Pennies, uh, you know, the Giants aren't going to go completely bankrupt over this, this, this quarterback that's supposed to be their future. You know, that to me, that's the one bright spot is, is that is the, it's, it's the guaranteed amount that a lot of people aren't seeing with this contract. It's a lot of money to throw on the table for a mediocre quarterback at best. I get that. And I agree with that sentiment, but it's only 80 million guaranteed over four years. So he ends up being dog shit. You know, I mean, it's not like a Patrick Mahomes type contract, you know, where practically all of it is guaranteed. Now, the downside is, I already touched on this earlier, mediocre quarterback. You're paying him $140 million over four years. Obviously, that's a big financial commitment. Um, when talking about this contract, though, I'm just going to say $80 million because sure. I don't think he's going to pan out. Um, sure. And so I think the Giants will probably cut him after year two, if we're being honest. So I'm going to say it's you're basically guaranteeing $80 million for, for a one to maybe two-year contract. Um, I don't know. Seems like a weird move by the Giants to me. They must have a lot of faith in this guy and they must be seeing stuff in the film that we don't see or potential in him that, you know, just the average viewer like you and I don't see. Sure. I see. I see where you're going. I have, I have two separate thoughts on this. Mm -hmm. Uh, the the first thought for me is wow that's a lot of money to give Daniel Jones because I'm I'm I feel like I'm in the same camp that you are where I don't look at Daniel Jones as a type of guy where I'm like damn this dude is setting the world on fire I mean look here's how I view Daniel Jones is yes he had a lot of rushing success last season but 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 Daniel Jones threw 15 touchdown passes last season and that was one less than Russell Wilson, who we felt had a terrible season. So if you put it in perspective, it feels like we're watching Brian Dable make Daniel Jones be a better quarterback than he actually is. Now, 
the other side to this for me is that his cap number for next season is only about 18 to 20 million, which doesn't feel like a lot for a quarterback. So if you put it into that perspective, I don't feel like it's that bad of a deal. But then there's the other side of it where if he reaches his incentives, it's up to $48 million, which is more than they're paying Kansas City's paying Patrick Mahomes. Like there's absolutely no way he's worth more than Patrick Mahomes. The other part of this I understand from the Giants is what was the alternative? You have a later round draft pick. You're likely not going to get the Will Levis, the Anthony Richardson. You're not going to get the CJ Stroud. You're not likely going to get those guys whom you think may potentially be better than Daniel Jones and oftentimes second round picks, kind of those later, if you don't select a quarterback with the first round pick, of course, those second round picks at quarterbacks often don't tend to pan out. Jalen Hurts is the one that comes to mind. He's the exception, not the rule. So I feel like they were almost, they almost had to do this because it was give him this money and reduce his cap hits 18 million. Or if they franchise tagged him, it's 30 million. That feels like a lot for Daniel Jones, $30 million, especially when I think Geno Smith has a number that's somewhere around there. He just signed for somewhere in that number 30, 35 ish range. So it's like, I feel like you and I have a very similar opinion on this where it's like, he's good, but he's not great. And we'll see where it goes. Would you agree? I would I would totally agree with that. And I and I think another thing that they're kind of betting on is well, you actually already touched on this. You said is that they're betting on Daniel Jones at least being adequate for the next few years sure. because there's no better replacement. Sure. You mentioned, you know, free agency with quarterbacks right now. I mean, you're either going to find somebody who's better than Daniel Jones and have to pay more money, like Lamar, or yep. you're going to have to go to the draft, which, as you already mentioned, the Giants don't have much draft capital. The other thing I think they're banking on is their new coach, Dable, who is one of my new favorite head coaches in the league. He Offensively, he's brilliant. He has drawn up a lot of different schemes and plays to make Danny Dimes successful on the sure. field. I mean, you look at his just his raw numbers from last year, you can harp on the fact that, yeah, he only had 15 touchdown passes in, in, in 16 or 17. Did he play all 17 games? I don't remember. <laughs> he, he, he played in more games than he had touchdowns. Enough. Okay. That's <laughs> that's the bottom line. Um, but I I don't see passing touchdowns as really like the ultimate QB statistic. Okay. To me, it's how are you driving the ball down the field? How many turnovers are you committing? And one thing you can say about Daniel Jones is that his interception rate interception rate is only 1.1%. I mean that's one out of every 99 balls thrown. He's throwing a pick. So that's I mean a great stat. I mean yeah, I mean he I mean he I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He's a game manager. And sure. if you want to pay that much for a game manager and you have a fantastic head coach who can at least scheme him to to have good have a good have good games, yeah. then like I, it's not a terrible decision by the Giants. Um it's just so much money. <laughs> It's just I, I, a lot of money. So they're going to have less to work with later on down the road and getting him weapons and whatnot. It makes sense. I mean, he, and kind of to, to piggyback on what you said about less weapons, it's not like he has a lot right now. I no. mean, it's like it's Saquon and who? I mean, like, can you, can you, yeah, tell <laughs> me, tell me their wide receiver three. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. No, so couldn't. it's like, it's not like he's able to. Also, I just want to say this real quick. I totally agree with what you said about Brian Dable. I, yeah. I don't feel like it's 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 and and just like it randomly happens that that at the same time Brian Dable leaves Buffalo that Josh Allen gets worse and that he goes to New York and Daniel Jones it's better I don't feel like that's a coincidence so I totally agree with you there that that it's it's it, Brian Dable seems to be making him better than he is is kind of what I felt like you're getting at um, we it both is. kind of agree that it's a little bit more money than we'd like but what's the alternative 
So if you feel good, we can go ahead and move on to the next thing. Down. Yeah, let's cool. do it. All right. So if it doesn't offend you, Annie, I would like to talk about Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is allegedly on the trading block for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I'll go ahead and take the start on this one. I'll go ahead and start us off here. So what I'd like to talk about is what teams, hopefully hopefully you kind of have this idea too, is what teams we'd like him to go to. Is that kind of where you're thinking about this as well or what your thoughts it are? It is. Yeah, it's okay. exactly what I'm thinking about. Cool. All right. Just want to make sure I forgot to ask you that earlier. So there's a couple teams that I would like him to go to, but to start, I want to talk real quick just about the Tennessee Titans and what a bad decision that they made re-signing Ryan Tannehill and is the reason they have to get rid of him. Ryan Tannehill has had the highest cap hit in the NFL or one of the top two or three highest cap hits in the NFL the past two seasons. Horrible job by the Titans signing a game manager to a huge contract. So anyways, it's neither here nor there. There's two teams I feel like really need to go out and get us uh, to get Derrick Henry, but I don't think either of them can afford him. The first one is the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills absolutely have to get something outside of Josh Allen in their running game. Last season, Devin Singletary was their running back one. He had somewhere in the range of 820-ish yards rushing, and Josh Allen had somewhere in the range of 760. There was only about a 60-yard difference in their rushing output. That's not going to cut it, man. Josh Allen is having to be everything for that offense, which works if you're at the college level. But at the NFL, you cannot expect one guy to be Superman. Even Patrick Mahomes, who is the best quarterback we have in the NFL, had Isaiah Pacheco. We saw him in the Super Bowl play a huge role in that win and the Buffalo Bills need someone maybe not that good, but ideally I'd like to see him there, you know, cause he feels like the, the piece that could put them over the top and put them in that championship level. The other yeah. team for me, they don't have the cap space to sign him, but that's just kind of the wish list thing for me. The other team I'd like to see him go to is the Miami dolphins. Now the Miami dolphins, you kind of want to look at their statistics and say, Hey, you know, they were like 25th in rushing offense last season. So you would think that the rushing offense just isn't that good. Uh, they also have four players who are going to be free agents, running backs alone. So they just have a need at the position. But when you look a little bit in, into it a little bit deeper, the Miami Dolphins had the second least rushing attempts in the NFL. So that plays a part. And there's a little bit more interesting part if you want to think about Derek Carr, or Derek Carr, Derek Henry going there. It's that Raheem Mostert averaged 4.9 yards per carry and Jeff Wilson averaged 4.7. That's two players averaging almost five yards per carry. And they're nowhere near in the realm of what we think of as the type of running back that Derrick Henry is. So if those players are capable of averaging five yards a carry. What do we suspect that Derrick Henry would be capable of in that same offense? So it'll also help take some pressure off of Tua. You kind of want to run the ball a little bit more there because he's had some really nasty injuries last season. You want to see him yeah. get hit less. What's the way to do that? Run the ball a little bit more. So those are my two big teams I would like to see Derrick Henry go to. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. Um, those were both of the teams at the top of my lists as well. Um, I think schematically, he needs to go to a team, regardless whether it's Buffalo or Miami, he needs to go to a team where he's going to be used effectively. Sure. And what I mean by that is the reason, or one of the reasons, why Derrick Henry was so effective in Tennessee was not just because of his size and his strength. Obviously, he's a very physically gifted running back, but it's because they leverage the play action so much with him. Right. And, I mean, you, you look at the Tennessee Titans for the past few years, I mean, 
nearly all of their offensive plays involve play action with, you know, QB under center, Tannehill faking the handoff in I formation to, uh, to Derrick Henry. And then he's sure. able to, he's able to tuck it back and that opens up the deep pass. So I think he needs to be able to use, be used in that type of scheme, which, which is why I think he would be more suited to a team like Buffalo where they already use those kinds of, you know, principles and tactics in their offense. Yeah. They have a fullback in Reggie Gilliam. They run a lot of I formation offense. Some of their favorite plays and most explosive plays have been out of uh, 12 personnel, which mm-hmm. is two running backs and a tight end uh, and, 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 and deep shots down the field to, to Diggs or Gabe Davis or whoever the hell they have down there. Um, and, and so I think having a big physical runner like Derrick Henry, who can just bowl through guys, who's going to have linebackers going like this, you know? <laughs> I think that is, I mean, I mean, that, that's kind of what you, that's, that's yeah. what you need to be able to leverage with yeah. Derrick Henry and not just be able to like run inside zone 20 times a game, hoping sure. he gets like three yards a carry, you know, it, it, it needs to be leveraged in a way where you are threatening the team with. Derrick Henry's physical presence, but then also a big arm like Josh Allen, who can say, tuck, tuck the ball in after he fakes the handoff and then chuck it for 40, 40 yards through the air. Makes total so sense. The, o- the, the only team that I think he might make sense at that you did not mention. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe I'm saying this because their offense is just abysmal is the Chicago bears. Okay. And I, and I say that because I say that with some conditions. First of all, I already mentioned this earlier. He needs to be leveraged properly in the offense. And I have no faith in the bears offense, (laughs) but um, you have a mobile quarterback like Justin Fields. And when you have two running threats to the backfield like that, that is extremely dangerous. Yeah. Very, very dangerous. And if you can come up with some fun little option plays or uh, bootlegs where you're rolling fields out of the pocket after faking the handoff to Derrick Henry, I mean, that offense with him in the backfield has the potential to be explosive. Uh, But you know, that that's the only other team I think I would add to that mix. Anyone else, I mean, they're either set at running back or it just they, they have bigger needs sure. than just a running back. Sure, sure. It it feels like and weirdly, this feels like a, a stupid move you'd see Jerry Jones make trying to bring him to Dallas, even though they're already paying a thousand a million, millions <laughs> and millions of dollars to their running backs. This that, that reeks yeah, of something stupid Jerry would do. Uh no, Absolutely. actually I, I like the idea. I like the idea of Chicago. That makes sense to me. I mean, it it makes sense to me bringing in a premier running back when you have a young quarterback like Justin yeah. Fields. You want to take some of that pressure off of him. You know, the defense, like he said, play action sucks in on that. And then obviously it makes the throwing lanes a little bit more open for someone like Justin Fields. I totally feel that. I don't have anything to add on. If you want to go ahead and move on to Lamar Jackson, I'm ready if you are. Yeah, we can absolutely move on to Lamar Jackson. So cool. this... To me, this whole Lamar situation is just, it has gotten ridiculous. And I think we can all attribute it. We can all agree we can attribute it to the Deshaun Watson contract. Am I wrong? No, you're right. (laughs) Like, I think that godforsaken contract has just, has all the owners fuming. And right now, I just think Baltimore doesn't know what to do with Lamar. They know he's a playmaker. They know Mm -hmm. he's a former MVP. Um, they know he is one of, if not the best running quarterback in the league right now. Um, it's just, you know, I I just, I just think they have their hands tied behind their back right now because I think they're trying to, they're trying to find their franchise quarterback in Lamar, but at the same time, they don't want all that cap space tied up with one player. And you've looked at the, 
the Baltimore offense. I mean, they have Mark Andrews. <laughs> That's it. I, that pause no, was really. intentional because there's nobody else other than Mark Andrews. Their offensive line is mediocre to slightly above mediocre. Sure. Uh, and then who do they have? Do they still have Gus Edwards, a tailback? I, I couldn't tell you. They have an often <laughs> injured J.K. Dobbins who's really good when he's on the field. Yeah, he's just exactly, not on the but field. often injured. You, he, mm-hmm. you have that little tag there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean – to me, this this whole standoff that's kind of happening right now is just – it's ridiculous. I think they either just need to make a decision to either move on from him. Well, I guess they kind of have right. with the non-exclusive franchise tag. Um, but I don't know. What are your thoughts? I just kind of so, rambled no, there for a moment. No, no, no. No, no. I think you're right. There's This is one of two things, okay? Number one is it's the collusion that everyone's talking about where it's like that Deshaun Watson thing. It messed everything up where I got that fully guaranteed deal. And now Lamar Jackson's like, I'm better than him. I have the MVP. He doesn't have anything like Lamar is better than Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun Watson got a hell of a lot of money. It's all guaranteed. So it's collusion. Like you're suggesting, I think where all the owners are telling their coaches, do not go after him. Do not offer him that contract. Do not do that. And it's and the Baltimore Ravens are kind of like sticking it to him a little bit. Where and it, what makes me think collusion is the case is it's like everybody's coming out of the woodwork and be like, nah, we don't want him. It's just so strange. Uh, the other thing for me that it could potentially be, and I'm not a tinfoil hat guy, so I suspect that this is a little bit more likely. Is that <laughs> is that the other teams aren't going to do the negotiating for the for the Baltimore Ravens? <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah. The Ravens aren't going to let aren't going to let him go. If they can, they are not going to let him go. So basically, here's what I suspect happens that the Ravens have said, "All right, Lamar, we want you. You won't accept our offer. Go do your own. Go figure it out. Go see what the market is willing to give you." Okay? We're going to match it because they have the they have the okay and they have the authority to match any offer that any other team has given them. So basically, Lamar Jackson's probably going out there to all these other teams and saying, Hey, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And all these other teams are saying, we're not going to do the negotiating for the Ravens. We're not going to help you. Why would we, why are we going to do all this work to get you to come to an agreement and come play for us when your current team is going to match it? We're not going to get the opportunity to have you. I feel like that's more likely the scenario and what's happening, but I can tell it's, it's just so the collusion thing is just so plausible that I can't, I can't let it go. I don't want to be that guy. But I, I feel like it just has to be one of those two things. And I think you're totally right that regardless of whatever scenario it is, the Deshaun Watson thing is completely messing it up. It, it absolutely is. Because, I mean, for decades, uh, player other player contracts have been the biggest negotiating point right. in getting a better payday for yourself. And, right. I mean, we've, we've seen that countless times throughout history. Uh, the Khalil Mack contract with the Bears for paying a, a an outside edge linebacker. I mean, that kind of exploded the edge rusher market. Um, reset but, you know, the market. Yeah, reset the market. Right, but it's it's weird that in this because no matter how much somebody resets the market, mm-hmm. you still have teams that are interested, no matter sure. what. Yeah, but it's weird in this case that nobody's really that interested. And like you said, you know, I don't even think it's tinfoil hat time. I think what you said is perfectly valid and perfectly plausible. So, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a weird, unique situation. And all I'm going to say is I am very much looking forward to see what happens with Lamar. Are the Ravens going to pay him big? Is he going to end up somewhere else? This feels like this feels like it's either a trade or a holdout waiting to happen because Lamar is not Lamar. I, I, 
I understand him not wanting to play for $32 million a year, especially when Geno Smith, like we talked about earlier, or hell, even Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones yeah. got $40 million 40. a year. Daniel Jones is nobody. Like, no. like he's not anywhere in the class of Lamar Jackson. So why the hell would he pay for 32? There is one thing to this that I feel like is really throwing a wrench in the whole thing on Lamar's end. And that's that he doesn't have an agent. I feel like that's not getting enough play. It feels like if he yeah. had an agent, it feels like some of these issues would have been ironed out, but negotiating for yourself. And I don't think he went to law school. I mean, it's, it's, we've had players who have negotiated their own deal in the past. Like I want to say it's Richard Sherman did once, but he went to he Harvard. Did. Harvard's a law school yeah. or Stanford rather Stanford's a law Stanford. school. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it feels a little bit different in this. I don't, I'm not saying that Lamar Jackson is incapable, not intelligent enough, but I mean, it's, it, it seems like you, me, whomever wouldn't be able to negotiate a contract at an NFL level. You know, I don't, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying he's not capable of that. It just seems like that's a very challenging thing to do. And I get it. I get it. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. And, and well, and another challenge to that is you also have to kind of have an understanding of cap space and right. where your money that you're getting paid is exactly going to be coming from. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you pay an agent to handle all of those little nitpicking details. Yep. It's like hiring an accountant to do your taxes, but you know, instead of dealing with your, you know, yearly income, you're talking about millions and millions of dollars with an NFL contract. So I also, like, like you said, not having the agent adds another level of uniqueness to this situation mm -hmm. and another layer of unpredictability. Um, so, I mean, look, I, I, we can speculate all we want, but I'm just really looking forward to see where this ends up because wherever he goes, he's going to make an impact. He stays in Baltimore. He's going to make an impact. He goes to some shitty team with a history of horrible QB play, like the jets, for example, you know, sure. He's hey, gonna make an impact. So real quick, I didn't. I, we didn't exciting. prep for this, so I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm sorry for. I'm sorry for just throwing this at you. What are yeah. your What are your top two or three destinations for Lamar? Where do you want to see him play next season? Well, I already mentioned one. I think the Jets make a lot of sense. Um, sure. Even though Salah, Salah, Robert Salah is a Whatever. defensive, defensive-minded head coach. Um, it's clear they still got some pretty cool concepts and stuff going on there, even with the horrible QB play they had in the last year. So I think having Lamar in you know, in uh, New York would be awesome for him. I think that would be an excellent opportunity. You got offensive rookie of the year over there. You have a young developing offensive line, a, uh, a a blossoming defense. I mean, I think that'd be a great destination. Another one that's been kind of like tickling me because I'm a Saints fan is the Saints. Now the Saints just went all out on Derek Carr. I know, I know this is kind of an older, this is, this is something I thought about two weeks prior. ago. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, I thought he would have made a lot more sense on the Saints than uh, Daniel Carr because Daniel Carr is essentially Andy Dalton 2.0, sure. Daniel Jones 2.0. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I don't know. I think the Jets make a lot of sense for him. I, uh, I Jets is one of mine, too. I want to see him on the Jets. The other one for me that I see getting thrown a lot around a lot and is actually the betting favorite from Vegas if he doesn't go back to Baltimore is the Lions. I think that's such a fun idea for him to be in Detroit. I mean, we saw them with Jared Goff. Jared Goff's Jared Goff. He's good. He looked really good last season. But unfortunately, he is not Lamar Jackson once again. That offense, Ben Johnson's great as an offensive corner. They've loaded up with weapons. Their offensive line's secure. Yeah. The, the wide receivers for Detroit are good. Like, we don't necessarily think of them as amazing. They're better than anything he's had in Baltimore. 
So yeah. it's cer- it is certainly exciting for him to go there. And just as, as one last little snippet, I'll say the second team, the second betting favorite behind the Detroit right now is actually Tampa Bay, which actually seems kind of cool too. Tom Brady leaves. Lamar Jackson potentially comes in. Totally different style of offense, but it would be pretty cool to see him there. So Absolutely. if you're good for today, I'm good for today. We can go ahead and call it a wrap. I'm good wrapping up. Cool, man. Hey, everybody, thank you for listening. Feel free to like and subscribe. Take care, everybody.